Me, my loves. Okay, so it's the next morning. Um, this is a part two to the podcast from before. That one, y'all, you know my my style. So I, I like to come on and just share my thought process as I'm reviewing. Like what I was reacting to something I heard yesterday. So this morning I woke up and I decided to go back and listen to the part where, you know. There was a breakdown in the communication and and um in many ways I still feel the same for a lot of the things I said last night. But but I really wanna make this a learning lesson or an opportunity for us to introspect a little bit because coincidentally when I was trying to find that that um location for where the caller called in right before that like literally just seconds right before that, it, the word ally came in, right? And the importance of allies. So if there's going to be any type of sisterhood, I think it's understanding that, like I said, because even when I reflect on some of the things from last night that I said, the I know that um, racism manifests in different ways, but the most aggressive acts actually from towards me have been from other white women the like in your face you know yelling stuff out or getting physically have been from white women so that's why it, it th- when that woman called in and was saying those type of things it's kind of like it resonates with me but again bear in mind and i i understand like if you live in different states or different communities it's you're not going to have the same background as me but because of the area that I live in, it's I'm getting smoke from the white men and the white women. And because it's two different approaches to it, it's like I'm getting catching hell from both sides of it, right? So but with that being said, you know, one of the things that one of my favorite content creators said was, you know, the people who are basically gonna be your ally are going to be your they're going to make it evident to you that they are for you. And so I think as we go through the path in life, you're going to find whether this is in in family, friends, work, community, you're going to find people who are for you or people who are against you, right? And I think part of if if cuz I'm fleshing out a lot of the thought processes too because one of the things, like when I think about my neighbors, and I've talked about this before too, in the sense of like, it, let them tell it, all of my neighbors would be like, oh, we, we, you know, we're not racist. We like our black neighbor, but they're not out here deconstructing racism. You know, for as long as, as there have been things like, for example, with the appraisal, home, home appraisal values, right? And pretty sure for for the neighbors that, that I have, you don't think they don't know that I'm going to face discrimination for my um, property values. And even though it will affect them, because when the appraiser comes to my house and devalues my house property by 100 or 200,000, or even f- I've heard as high as 500,000. You don't think it's going to affect their property values, but no, they're not they're not going to go and say anything because it's comfortable for them to live in their house and live in their space 
a lot of the hiring practices, even I've mentioned this, I worked at a Christian institution. You think they were, you think they were going to try to fight, you know, racist, um, tropes and things that are happening. No, it's not in their, in their best interest. What happens is, and I, you know, it's kind of like, listen, if I'm not racist to you, I'm not going to fight the system. I'm not going to turn it upside down or, or counter it. You know, I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm comfortable and I go to bed in my, you know, appropriately appraised house and I say hi to my neighbor when I'm taking the trash can out. So therefore, I'm not a racist. I have lunch with black people that I like in the, at the country clubs I go to. So therefore, I'm not a, a racist person. Right. But I think that's where it's kind of like that, that. To me, it's kind of like a veneer, right? I don't feel like it's authentic. And so, but I have had, I will say this, like, um, uh, the space I'm in within the last, I would say maybe just shy of like a year. I've, I Every year I've been growing so much right leading up into the pandemic i i know that i'm going through my own awakening it's been a beautiful process it's been a lot of dark nights of the soul um but if you can push through those the dark nights of the soul force you to like really look at how you handle you know the triggers um and so for some of us we introspect but um <clears throat> I think one other thing I want to cuz cuz um this is just like chit chat girl stuff. I think if I lose people that don't want to listen to my stuff anymore, I- I'm okay with that too. I'm not necessarily going to as much as I am an empath, I I I'm not going to lose sleep over it to a certain degree, so um, but one of the things I was thinking, like, why did that trigger TF out of me? And I mentioned, like, even growing up, I didn't like um, hearing people yell. It really makes me um, traumatized. So I feel like that's where the collar kind of went off a little bit. And also when you're calling people's platform, like, I, I mentioned this too, because, um, like I said, I agree with the caller. And... I said I was going to call. I ain't I ain't calling nobody's um platform y'all. <laughs> it's not it's not that serious because at that point it's right up there with wasting my breath type of a thing, but um it it reminds me of like when growing up um grew up sheltered but also because of like the Christian background type stuff, we weren't allowed to have pushback. We weren't allowed to and so you, I would get in trouble along with my siblings if we asked why. And so I was a punk. I was a pussy. So what would happen is my brothers would ask my parents why we had to do certain things or why there were certain rules in place. And they would get a spanking for, for doing that. And it was considered defiant. And you were told not to talk back. So it's kind of funny because... Even growing up in school, I would always get kind of like tense when students would ask quite the teacher questions. Like even at the college level, like I'd be like, oh, my God, why did they ask the teacher that they shouldn't have done that? That's so contradictory. That's not, you know, 
they shouldn't have done that. So it definitely brought back that whole thing of kind of like, if that's the guru, do not question the guru. If the guru says jump, motherfucker, jump. Ask how high on the way up. Don't question it. Just do. Right? So it just kind of brought back kind of like a little bit the stuff I've grown up with. And we are seen and not heard, you know, and you just go with the flow and you can form to make things go as smoothly as possible because sometimes it did feel like, yeah, that was a disruptor, right? And sometimes, you know, I'm kind of like to think that I'm careful with with what it means because one of the things I'll never forget is when I was reading from the book The Science of Um The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace E. Wally or or Wallace, something like that, Dr. Wallace, he talked about how you get to a point where you understand that you need the the good and the bad. You need like the good angels and the bad angels. And this as much as we think that we hate her for being a disruptor, it forces you to, you're going to do one of two things. You're just going to fry out. You're going to short circuit. You're going to conform or you're going to make it like for me, introspect and figure out why did it trigger you? To what degree do you, do you agree or disagree? And how does that shape the, the conversations you have moving forward? I think for me, it's like, how do we, if we're going to have forums, right? And we're going to be, um, if if you're going to have it to where it's so diverse, you know, how do you handle that? Because the difference between the person who called in and, and me, because I, w- I kid you not, I was thinking the same things that the lady that called in was, was thinking. But I, look, like I said, I'm a pussy. <laughs> I, 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 you know, even though I'm the oldest child, and like I said, I wasn't going to be the one to, you know, ask my parents questions and stuff like that. And if one person got spanked, all of us got spanked, you know, type of a thing. And a lot of the times, too, because I was the oldest, when they would do stuff to, you know, and they come home, I'm the first one to get the spanking because I'm the oldest one. And they weren't going to listen to me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I was in bed. I was thinking it. But I'm like, I'm not going to disrupt, right, Um, that that conversation. But um, I think that part of it was, um, I have my notes here a little bit, was, in the beginning, I could see where there was a, a like a dialogue or a discourse or hear like how it was going back and forth. And and um, I liked that part, but I think part of it, too, is that's why we have to be, I think, kind of careful with the words we, we say. Sometimes I know I'm being petty AF and I'm like, I am deliberately saying this with my whole entire chest, you know, um... And then sometimes I think that, especially I think there will come a time when maybe there I'll have more dialogue with people who listen to me and they will say things like, back in 2016 or no, wait, I started my podcast in 2000, late 2019. Um, 
because I thought I was going to be documenting my twin flame journey or whatever. And I, I, and, and, and I've said this before too, because I still have a defund the police podcast (laughs) and it's, it's as funny as it is. It's kind of not funny, but I left it there intentionally. And I do allude back to it because you can hear my thought process as it evolves over the years. And so if I were to have, you know, get to a point where in two to three years, I'm having more communication with you guys where you're commenting on Anchor. I don't know that I'll ever have a YouTube channel. My lifestyle right now is so freaking busy that part of the, the stressors that I'm going through is I'm pulled, being pulled in so many different directions. So many people want to tap into my energy and it's cre- really creating a shift from, you know, being able to just really um, restore myself. But I feel like at this point, I am cognizant that I could have somebody say, back in 2019, you said that the divine masculine was going to be this, that, and the third, and that women... Girl, when I tell you I have some pick-me stuff on, on like, even from 2019, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you brought it up and be like, girl, I'm going to play this clip. You said that twin flames were this, that, and the third, and the divine masculine is this, that, and the third. I would have been like, <laughs> yep. I said it. I sure did, you know, type of a thing. Um, and and I think part of the the tragedy too is that when I think about how I handle um confrontation, my initial response is to um bite my tongue, be the bigger person, and. Sometimes that gets tiring, but I don't think that part of my personality would ever change because I'm thinking about something that happened yesterday and I'm not going to go into detail too much with it too because it's like a constant everyday theme, but it's kind of like I bit my tongue and I knew I was right. <laughs> I knew I was right. And um, it, it it's kind of like a... being the bigger person knowing that that person was not in the right, but I'm not going to get this person fired because it's, oh gosh, it was crazy, right? And I did the Christian thing and I turned the other cheek. And, but when I tell you I I would go to wherever it is and that person would no longer be there, it's just stuff like that, right? Um. But I think part of... The thing when you have conversations with people is, to what degree do you fight over words? To what degree do you allow people to clarify? And I hope that this is kind of helpful too, as triggering as it might be. Because um, to me, some people deal with themes. And then I'm looking at like what lies below the surface. In the themes, you're going to have things that trigger people. In the themes, you're going to have people who are kind of hung up on words or need clarification. How do you handle those things? Because even with communication, right? If you, if, so there's several parts with the clarification part. If you are putting, disseminating information, understand that there's going to be people who need clarification on things. I actually liked the distinction and the clarification. And I think what was um, important to me that I observed from this is that you're a quick thinker. You were able to like address, you know, 
this is exactly what I meant. Boom. Okay. Two, but if you're going to confront someone and you're a part of a community, and I don't even like the word confront. I actually like the word that she used, which was pushback. Um, and I like the idea of asking for pushback or, or saying, you know, I'll play devil's advocate is at what point do you afford that person the ability to clarify what they said so then that we can move forward? Because like I said, when I even when I listened to it again too, both women were on the same we I think we both want the same outcomes. I still want the same outcome. I think that I I'm experiencing some degree of burnout because and I can't st- I have 3 more minutes and I want to finish drinking my water. I have just maybe like um an, another mm, like 16 ounces of water to go and then y'all already know I love 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 freaking working out y'all I really do and then I already know what I'm gonna have for lunch when I come back so but um how do you because this this that stuff that happened it happens in the workplace like I said it happens as 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 part of your everyday life it happens yesterday it happened a lot on the work there were times where so many times where my bosses would be like complete a-holes and I know they're not right and but but what would happen is I would wait until after the meeting tell them where the correction is and then they can do whatever it is that they want to do with it I'm not embarrassing them but again that has to do with my my upbringing and it was funny too this is like bringing back some a little bit of memories because I remember like even when I would look at other people that were in my position at the same institution and they would call their boss out on on stuff that clearly needed to be, you know, corrected and stuff like that. Not that I'm saying that that's what happened here, but it was just that idea of pushback or, you know, and it was like, I was like, oh, I could never. But um. One thing I do have on my notes here, and I want to kind of honor respect. I do have a little bit of time because I my schedule changed. Usually by eight o'clock, I'm, I'm, put you know, to have my um set schedule of stuff. But I I I kind of I'm doing fasted workouts now, so I don't have to make my smoothie before I go. So that will give me a few more minutes. But I want to finish drinking my water. One thing I put on my notes here is. In my humble opinion, bro code has, to me, has proven to transcend race and religion, which is coincidentally, like, I think I just had a eureka moment because that's where I think, you know, this person is trying to get us to where our sister code, sisterhood can transcend race and religion because I've, I've, I've been able to observe where... I was even surprised. Like, if I, I'll take, for example, Destiny. I've been wanting to, to grill his ass for a while. A lot of um, us content creators were had the opportunity to kind of engage with the material where he was talking with the Pookie. Um, and you could tell that he sounded, eh, you know, a little bit more reasonable than the Pookie, right? But if you really go and listen to some of the stuff that Destiny's on, Destiny's an asshole. Okay, I'm gonna just say it. Um, there's another one too. The, the um and uh, what's his name? Tanya TKO pointed this out with the angry black man type of thing. I I don't 
really, every time a black guy comes up on my content, I delete them. Same thing pretty much for the, like any males, like XYs, like you're either going to have to talk about financial advice, but here's the thing, like I'll even put this out there too. A lot of you know, I follow me, uh, me, Kevin, girl, why within the last two to three days, he been up here talking about Andrew Tate was this. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to delete this. mother. I'm going to have to unsubscribe. You know, but and so there was another one I was remember too that it was um it wasn't a fresh and thick guy, but it was um uh, I think his name might come to me, but it it was um another guy along those trains of thought, and it was uh, a white guy was correcting him. Well, the same white guy that a lot of us were like, yeah, this white guy was really telling this black guy like some of the principles of how it comes to treating women and how there needs to be community and and the responsibilities of a male. When it came to, um, I remember I, he came up on my algorithm and I clicked on it just to hear what he was saying. And he, in other areas, he is definitely on bro code. Part of the reason, yeah. So I think that's kind of a eureka moment. If you're with me until this point, I think that was an amazing moment captured on, you know, my musing channel, because um, even at the time that I wrote it down, my thought was just on a one lit on one on one layer, um, one plane, you know, that I have found that um, men will tend to stick together. So even if they have different religions, they will still <coughs> agree with like an Andrew Tate or a Fresh and Fit or a Jordan Peterson or a Destiny or a Angry Black Man or I think it was an Angry Black Man, I think it's his channel or 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 with some of the other things that, that have happened, right? Like with the Joe Bidens and the you know, other figureheads that we have in society, even though it's counterproductive to women, right? Um, and and it's it part of what makes it frustrating is like the same thing I noticed with with I think some of the women that are in quote unquote higher art higher on this racist structure that you know she's trying to break down because. It's kind of like one of those things where you live in the comfort at that level and you're afforded those um, opportunities, but you're still suffering in the same system that we are, right? It's just on a different level because I, I'm not going to repeat the, the caller's talking points, but... Um, the other thing that was interesting, too, is she she brought up how Jim Crow laws are being reinstated now, right? Um, like, they're wanting to reinstate that. And as much pushback as you hear, I guess, from what you would consider to be the black community, I will say this, I and I, I think that this is an evolving conversation. I would say that I am probably getting back to my pre-pandemic point of life or before the pandemic I was so busy that I didn't really wasn't online with all these conversations so 
if I start to sound like I'm losing my touch a little bit, I would like to have, you know, conversations with other people, but <clears throat> with discourse, but I feel like, um, if I, if I have an accurate pulse on how quickly things are moving and, and the way that the, I think black community, black women in the community are pivoting I say within the last nine months to a year or so. And and it's kind of funny too because some people who are ahead, they really like to beat up the newbies. Like, oh, I've been knowing that all my life. I've been... Look, 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 look. Can, can I grow a little bit? Okay. If you came out of the boom knowing, you know, the XYs were this and the third and you grew up knowing, knowing that... You're supposed to be pro-black woman versus like just pro-black. God bless you, right? But over here, not all of us, you know, were in the same ponds and, and, and stuff like that too. And that's why I do believe social media is important. But sometimes it can feel like we're getting beat up like, golly, can I um at least acknowledge that I don't have all the answers and I don't need you over there like, rubbing it in my face like eh, eh, eh. I've always been non-pro-black all my life from since I was born I've been okay so now that you told me the good news can can you let me kind of like learn about it and and grow from that or do you want me to just like what what's the point here so I've noticed that we've moved from like the pro-black to pro-black woman I love it right and um, for pro-black girls, right? Give the girls a, a fighting chance. So that's kind of where I stand on things. And I even, my writing is so much stronger. That's why I think I'm so happy I'm starting to write notes again. And at some point, I'll start to be able to write out full paragraphs and go back to WordPress. Because when I finished uploading, I wrote down what it was that um, I felt were some of the key points. And I feel like that really drove home. You would get more out of that written part than you would out of the spoken part of the last podcast. But one of the things I said is um, both ladies were bringing up points about what black women do to black women and white, what white women do to their own, you know, white women or to the sisterhood type of thing. I think they were both white, but it kind of proved the point that that's why you can't tell white women what to do. If they recognize that, you know, their role and how they're upholding it, even in today's terms, then let them do that. And the ones who are um, conscious, you know, they will they will do what they need to. But that's why I, I say the whole reason I'm just going to stay in my lane in the black community is because if I start to go and say, well, white women were just as treacherous in, in practicing slavery. And even when you go to the workplace or, you know, they will call you like the N word and to your face out in public in 2023, you know, and or try to be aggressive with you um, or make your life difficult if you're working, you know, type of a thing. I couldn't tell you how many. <laughs> ah, but um. But, um, 
that's why I say like I'm gonna let them do what they need to do in their in their stuff. It doesn't mean that I don't see, you know, some of the stuff and and somebody had put this in the comments, but that was interesting too. Like even when you look at the Alex Murdoch thing y'all at the end of the day and this is me feeling like sometimes i am the bigger person but it's frustrating what frustrates me is it's not reciprocated because with the whole maggie murdoch thing y'all that that was one of the saddest things and i'm not a mother and i've never been married but i really was able to empathize (laughs) with um just going through, you know, what it felt like to get justice for her and her family. I really feel like that was so tragic, you know, for her to experience the loss of someone that she birthed two children for, that she married, that was supposed to be the love of her life and was supposed to be the protector provider, blah, 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 right? You think that if my black ass, if something ever happened to me out here, you think Maggie Murdaugh, would have been out here like, oh, this little, you know, black woman out here in Southern California was, you know, suffered from femicide. No, you know, no. Um, And with that being said, there was another content creator, you know, it, it's to the point where we have over 60,000 missing black, black girls. And it's, um, I think um one of the favorite because when it comes to me saying controversial stuff, I'm not gonna bring too many content creators' names out. So if you know, you know. But one of the content creators put out a um YouTube video where she was talking about how I think is it Illinois, you guys, for the first time passed a law. And I've been talking about this too because when you look at the Republicans and the Democrats, there are more laws to protect black men and boys than there are for black women, right? Um, in fact, there are zero for black women, for black women and girls. Um, so it was nice to see that Illinois passed a law where they are going to be more hands on in addressing why these little black girls are missing. Now to make what's her name's point is, and I'm not, I just don't want to mention names with, if I'm being controversial, but to prove her point, in some of those cases, were there probably women involved in helping, you know, with the disappearance of these little girls and or women? Quite possibly, you know, but um, it's even things like, for example, when Breonna Taylor was killed, that that was, um, I think, one of those moments where, you know, I remember my soul print at that time. And... Part of being pro-black means that I'm putting, I'm advocating for anybody that has been, you know, in my opinion, brutalized. And so then now you start to find out that it's most of the stuff that's coming up is is for black men, right? So when Breonna Taylor came up, I remember putting in the same amount of energy as I did for like when it came to Trayvon Martin and and some of the other people that have been coming up in the news, But one thing that wasn't evident was where were our white women counterparts in this? You know, I I, and I'm not again. If if you had people, you know, on your timeline and on your Facebook that were white women that were advocating for you, consider yourself blessed 
because I remember when that talking point was brought up, I did look through my um through my stuff and I didn't see like all of the the white girls that I went to school with and are still on my Facebook. They weren't they didn't give a fuck about that stuff. You know? So it kind of did feel like we were sequestered and just on our own and it did drive home the point that black women do need to stick more together. But, you know, and, and I probably, you know, I don't need to go rehash the trauma, but I feel like if I were to think back, even like how my Christian institution handled you know, the discussions between Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, like even the institution I went to, oh my gosh, they had the president and the black history people and the black um, student association talking about what happened with George Floyd, but they didn't, they didn't do any of that for the conversations surrounding Breonna Taylor. No, you know, um, so sometimes it can feel a little bit lonely out there. And and what's so crazy, too, because I really want to make sure I'm driving my points on why there's the disparities and why there are people like me that think this way. Right. Because even like when it came to um, I think her name was like Liza and I did a, po- a podcast on this. I, I regret that I don't remember her last name right now, but this was the woman that the the guy had just been released from prison like within the last 12 months and he had already assaulted a couple of people um hence why he spent 20 years in jail and he was supposed to spend 23 or 25 and they let him out early um did black women probably advocate for that yeah and so when he got out he had um killed this white woman and I talked about how there was I mean a huge influx of like FBI, CIA. I never really seen so many agents show up on a crime scene when just two weeks before that, in the same field, three women had been killed in that same month in the, and found in that same area in that same month. And all that, that was done for those three women, we still don't know their names, still didn't have that amount of turnout. And I remember just feeling disgruntled because one black guy was like, oh, I'm going to put this peony flower. The podcast is there. I'm going to put this peony flower for her on the ground in memory of her. As a, In contrast to when this Liza woman ended up, she was, you know, had been toe tagged, um, art and toe tagged. I mean, it was one of those things where it really took me back to like feeling like a little kid where I was watching all these people just come out. All the news press coverage is like every two to three to four hours. And when I tell you they scooped this guy up so quick, you know, it was insane to me. And and but I remember that there was as much support from black people when you read the comments, black women, as there were from from white women, obviously, that were outraged about it. But then when you peel back the layers, you find out that in that same district, they had 10,000 R kids, right? And the difference between those 10,000 
unprocessed. Unprocessed our kids was the and and the difference between the how quickly they were able to get justice and find the guy was that the Liza lazy late Liza lady was white and the other people whose kids had not been processed no turnout no news coverage and I don't know to what degree Liza would have been um online saying like well you know what what about the other three women that were found on the field the month before me no she was you know jogging living her best life married her husband and kids she didn't give a f about those three girls found in the same area that she lived in no and that has been my experience and it's like We've always afforded that. I think one other thing I wanted to address um, before I go too is I I don't want it to make it seem like I'm discouraging you from being the bigger person or being the better person or being divine because it it, it is. Um... Let me drink some water. Hold on. All right. And then I got to go. I think that if you have what it takes in you in you to to say you know what I am willing to try again and afford them more grace than I have it, it done in the past and try to start over again and try to amend things between the two collectively that's what we need the type of person i am right now and i'm working out in my divinity in my journey at this stage in my life this i think it's a step further from where i i've been which is listen if you are a white person and you are a white woman and you prove yourself to be an ally and you are not just trying to use me as like a token, like to say like, oh, I'm not racist because I had lunch with her. I'm not racist because I'm, I tell her hi when I take out the trash. I'm not racist because, you know, but you are still not vocalizing, you know, what you see on the job or in the workplace or on your council meetings or stuff like that, you know, mm. so do I have some people that are, are white that I talk to that, you know, they're respectable of me and my space and my personality and everything? Yeah. And they've had to prove, you know, prove that in the same way I'm not out here disparaging them. I understand that those few exist. Right. But one thing I'm not really in the in the in the place to do is. I'm not going to suit up and boot up and put on my cape for anybody that is not going to do the same for me because then it starts to feel circular. It starts to feel like we're going to end up in a whole same situation where now it just went from me putting on my cape for black men to now I'm doing it for white women versus doing it for myself. 
I'm going to invite you to just come back and see how the journey unfolds. You know, I always like to say the same way you can go back and listen to my stuff, you know, from when I first started my podcast. Um, and you will see how far I have come. It's like light years ahead and tweaking and changing and evolving. You know, are there some things that I still hold at my core beliefs? Yeah. Will this be one of them? Probably. Um, but, you know, come back in six months if you're really that turned off. I understand. Um, and I can't even be mad at you, to be honest. All I can do is just tell you why I feel the way I do. Give you examples of what I'm seeing on my, <laughs> in, you know, around me. And what's shaping my thought process and why I'm reacting the way I am. Um, I am open to I was reminded and that's what made me want to come on here. Is that I remembered and this is what made me want to come on here. Remember the beginning of this year, I said, I am committed to being triggered up, you know, um, sometimes this is not the first time you've heard me deal with a trigger, um, but I'm committed to triggering up. So it's kind of like, oh, this is triggering the crap out of me. Um, I don't like it, but let me introspect a little bit. Let me kind of just flush out why I'm thinking a certain way. Is there anything I can learn that I can ascend and elevate a little bit higher? And then I will take that, consume that, and elevate the best I can. But I don't, you know, if I feel like I don't want to discard of certain beliefs, then I I just won't. But it doesn't mean that I can't make it a learning lesson. I think that, like I said, as I close out here, what, what I'm taking out of this is that no lies were detected in what both people said. When I went back and listened to it, I don't feel like either of them were telling a lie. Like, if you listen to her, you'd be like, yeah, she's telling the truth. If you listen to the caller and the host, they were both telling the truth. I didn't detect any lies that were told. Um, being able to be an ally and to align with other allies is going to be important. And so that that means that not everybody's going to be for you. And I think you'd be a fool to be, you know, for anybody that was against you. I don't know. Um, and then how I deal with pushback. I actually am non-reactive. I'm non-confrontational for the most part. I do tend to bite my tongue. I've been getting a little bit peppery lately and like it will just what I, how it will come across is kind of like the soft power where it's like um, I will say something rude and or because I am scorpionic, I will make things go into motion that will let you feel the karmic <laughs> repercussions of whatever it is you've done, you know, um, just more overt, which tends to be a, more of a woman's nature, but. How do we deal with pushback? Um, how to be more refined with dealing with pushback? Um, 
And and it's sometimes making quick executive decisions because when I was telling my parents about one of the things that happened yesterday, I remember having to make executive like, okay, what's going to be the outcome if I do this, 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 and this? And at the end of the day, it was like, I'm not going to be a disruptor. And I didn't get justice out of the whole situation, but there was no disruption, right? Um, if I wanted to, I still could go back in and address it in the overt, soft-spoken, pull up the, you know, the white accent, um, type of conversation and explain that, you know, I would like to express a concern for something that happened yesterday and that, you know, that it felt discriminatory and whatnot, but... And go through the written stuff the way that I need to and whatever, what have you. But um, how do we deal with pushback? It's just something for you to reflect on, I think. Especially, like I said, if you are if you are in a public... Um, you, you're going to have people who do pushback. I think that... Um, I'm aware that I'm, I probably have pushed back on some of the stuff I said, at which point I will either just own it or clarify it. And if I do clarify it, allow me to clarify it. And then can we still move on? Are we still, can we continue to walk forward? Or if, if you just don't feel like I clarified enough and, or my clarification is not in alignment with you, then you just fall off and we go our separate ways, you know? Another thing, like I, I didn't make it a talking point here too, is I actually understand the importance of um, disruptors. Um, I think that that as uncomfortable as it was, it was disruptors serve a, a purpose. Good and evil serves a purpose. Um, I talked about how I, I learned that from the science of getting rich coincidentally. And so I even view things like politics and, you know, Republican, Democrat, good and bad. And even, you know, the the negative conflict that happens around us, like being able to just kind of transmute it a little bit um, and, and kind of see through it. So I hope that kind of comes across in some of the things I'm saying here, too. The number one point really that should be taken away from it here is that I'm still in all this. I put in my humble opinion, bro code transcends race and religion. And that's going to be the ultimate goal. And um, if that means allies with other allies and now we form our own coalition type of thing, then yeah, then that's. But for the sisterhood to um, be at the same level that the bro code is on right now. We would have to transcend race and religion. And if I'm being 100 honest and authentic, the way I feel right now is that women are more able to, black women are more able to kind of be like more inviting of everything else around us at the cost of our own detriment sometimes, you know, um, because even like let's let's not pretend that this is not a statistic, right? They there's the statistics out there that show that white women are the ones who benefit the most from equal employment opportunities more than black women. 
Let's not pretend that that's not a statistic. So, we will continue to advocate, you know. I'll still call out, like, if I see an injustice, I still have, you know. Like I said, I, in fact, I was one of the people that was, um, did the podcast on the Liza lady. I felt terrible for her. The woman is married. She had children. She was somebody in the community. I thought it was nice that she had people in her community and the men in her community to show up and get justice for her. But Liza wouldn't be doing that for me. Maggie Murdaugh is not going to be doing that for me. Um, like even when, oh, here's another case in point. So, like, with all the stuff that's happening with Shanquella Robinson, there was another equivalent of, like, with the Natalie Holloway um, girl that went missing. I think she went to Jamaica or something and ended up missing. And, I mean, there was, like, news coverage. Everybody knows Natalie Holloway. Straight blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever, what have you. Right? All of this outpour. You think Natalie would be out here in the streets advocating for Shanquella? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. You know? So, like, like even, and this is, this is like even more too, because like one of the, um, I, I do, I wouldn't say like make, I wouldn't say friends, but make acquaintances. And I was talking to a Mexican couple and you would think for all the news coverage that we have on Shanquella that they were, they would know because they, they're like to say that they're very involved with, and you know, they watch their news channels or whatever. So I asked them like, did you hear about the Shanquella case? And they're like, no, didn't hear about it. Like what? And I was just like, wow. You know, and, and they'll tell you they're not racist because they were talking to me. And we hang out in the same place and we had a great conversation. I think part of the, the, the problem too is racism. To me, racism and um, religion are both man-made constructs, right? So that's how I, I look at it too. Those are man-made constructs. So... Y'all, it's, it's a difficult conversation. I think so. Today is Sunday. Um, I'm just going to let this marinate. I probably, ideally, I would like to have a part three. And maybe, you know, I can't force my brain to process things or, or download stuff. If it were up to me, I probably would just plug into something and be like, ding, 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 all the answers and stuff. So I think what I want to do is just allow myself to marinate on it a little bit more, allow the downloads to come, allow the conversations to happen, um, be malleable, um, and continue to chisel out, you know, what serves me and remove what no long what doesn't serve me. Um, what is it? Eat the meat and spit out the, the bones type of a thing. Um, am I at a point? Cause this was another interesting thing too. <clears throat> Sometimes when there's this, this discord between, uh, um, my favorite content creators, I do feel like I, I have to, um, 
mm, pick a side and or just unsubscribe. I'm not there yet. Okay, so I can I think I can push through it because it, maybe it, this will sound bad, but the beef wasn't with me. Same thing like with my brothers. It's kind of like mm, you got your ass tore up, but as long as my ass is not <laughs> get the spanking, then I'm good. <laughs> You know, for those for those scenarios, but and so the problem wasn't necessarily with me per se. Um, so I'm not there yet. There have been some content creators that I just decide, okay, I'm just gonna unsubscribe, and you know, you just keep it pushing and and as long as you also understand, they're kind of like relationships, and even those. Like I would say boyfriends that you had too, where sometimes they say, you know, people come into your life to teach you a lesson and sometimes they're there for a certain period of time and you learn from them. Because one thing I will say is that for the ones it takes, it takes a lot for me to subscribe. I have to, I have to kind of feel you out a little bit in order to subscribe. And then once I subscribe, it's relatively hard for me to kind of. For you to get me off your subscription thing, but once it, it's the subs, uh, I unsubscribe. It you know after a while you just don't feel it because you have so many other things to engage with, and I feel like I'm going back into the pre-pandemic phase where I'm not always aware of who's doing what and what the shifts of the culture are. So I'm gonna have to kind of pay attention for that. Pay attention to that because I'm I'm not able to be on here as much to really stay up to speed with a lot of things that are happening but um it's just one of those things like don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and um cuz this is the thing this is what's so funny to me too i was thinking last night <clears throat> i'm like i bet you it, i wouldn't be surprised if that woman came back full circle in like two or three years, because that's usually what happens, especially if you are kind of open to um, evolving, you know, and it doesn't mean that she's not open to evolving because obviously she was she was attracted to that conversation. But I feel like it. W- I wouldn't be surprised if she came back full circle in three years and was like, I, I concede, I can agree, you know. Um, a little bit more than I did before, or this is how it has changed or be a little bit more nuanced, but I wouldn't be surprised. And I think that I'm saying this as somebody who, like I said, if you had caught me, y'all, is it five years ago since my awakening? Because my awakening started like around, was it like 2016-ish? And it, it... if you had listened to stuff from back then, not even from like 2019, yeah, yeah, y'all would have probably really hated me, like, you know, and and, and and because of my personality, that's why I'm saying it too, you probably would have just not really liked me too much, but I I wouldn't have been going for anybody's juggler or anything like that, but you would have been looking at me like, she's a, she's a mammy or she's a pick me. And and so that's why these conversations always fascinate me too because I always think about how how 
do you help someone like me? And I, I guess this is, I'm going to run out of time too. And I, at this point, I'm kind of like a little bit <laughs> behind too. Um, you kind of, people just have to help themselves and they have their own journey. And all you can do is just put the content out there and they will gravitate to it when they need to. Because, you know, that's why I think good friends are so important. Um, None of the friends that I have are really having these types of conversations. So that's why I do appreciate um, social media. But I feel like um, it would be really nice to just sit down and have a conversation without and be able to play devil's advocate and have pushback and and um, allow us to come back and reconvene. Because when I think about... Um, like I said, I'm I'm non non disruptive. So, what I will do is I will I will be harder on myself, and I will say, you know, afford that person the opportunity. But then that means I have a rough night and I have a rough couple of days, and sometimes there's still stuff I still carry. And then if I do decide to address it, it's very diplomatic and it's very you know. Done non disruptive even in that way, and I'm hoping that things will be seen in my perspective um to to get myself the justice that I need to get myself but um yeah, y'all, I've been really chatty lately. I don't know if it's something I don't know if something I've been taking lately, but all right, y'all, let me go get this workout on. Today is, is Sunday, and sometimes, um, I like today, I, I, I'm going to go work out, but I don't need to go as intense as I, I have because I do need to have rest days. I want to start incorporating kind of like every other day and or not working out as much as I used to because sometimes like if I go work out and like my favorite instructor is it there I'm gonna get three workouts in you know what I'm saying and I go and I'm gonna go hard and I'm gonna go hard and I'm gonna go hard and I'm gonna go in right but um like today my favorite instructor is gonna be there so I can skip the morning workout that I usually do and then just do the two with her, which is still good. But my body, I think, does need to rest a little bit more, you know, and I will still get the results. But if I don't give myself rest days, I think I'm kind of doing a little bit more damage. And and it just means that I can do kind of like um, um instead of doing like strength training. Even though it's different body parts, I can do kind of like um, alternated towards like slow cardio or walking and, or type of thing and or not do three sessions in one day. So, yeah, let me get into this eeny, weeny, teeny, tiny polka dot bikini. Know that you are loved. Know that, you know. We're going to get through this. Nothing is bad for forever. I cannot believe I did a 60-minute podcast, y'all. All right. I'll talk to you later. Until the next one. Peace.